Blood Brothers Podcast. Five Pillars Production. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my dear brothers, sisters, friends. Yes, the foals out there. And welcome to a very special episode of the Blood Brothers Podcast with your host, Didi Hussein. Before I introduce today's esteemed guest and the very, very interesting and much needed topic of conversation, I want you all to subscribe to the Five Pillars YouTube channel. And for the avid podcast listeners, subscribe to us on our Apple Podcasts, Google, all the mainstream popular podcast audio channels. Find us on the Blood Brothers Podcast. Today's guest is someone who is not just a mentor, a teacher, an advisor, a counsellor. He's someone who is a dear companion and a brother of mine, uh, um, uh, an individual who has been deeply entrenched and involved in various aspects of Islamic activism in the UK. He's none other than Sheikh Suleiman Ghani. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Now, I would have said Pali Mosque. I would have said Khalil Institute but there's also the New Crescent Society. So for the relevance of today's discussion, I think I will introduce you as Sheikh Salman Ghani from the New Crescent Society. Jazakallah khairan. How are you, Sheikh? Yeah, alhamdulillah. Are you ready for Eid on Tuesday? Subhanallah. When is it? Then? No moon, no Eid. No moon, no Eid. Eid on Wednesday. Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's, let's kick off this conversation straight away, Sheikh. Let's not hang about too much. What is... The main objective of your project, your campaign, your institute, what is the main objective? I mean, before even the New Crescent Society was founded, I was already engaged in sighting of the moon. So for me, the moon is now, it's old. It is something New Crescent has now given us life and brought back hope that we need more people to go out to spot the moon. No moon, no Eid. Okay, but let me posit this to you. If a Muslim who is sane-minded, who is trustworthy, has sighted the moon somewhere else in the Muslim world, why can their testimony of the naked eye not be taken? We are living in a place where we are in every given location. We have different time zones. We have different regions. We have different sunset timings. So if a moon is sighted like for this year, Eid al-Adha, I mean, moon was sighted in North America, for example. So if the moon is sighted on our west, then scientifically, the moon will only be visible to those countries in the east the next day. So different time zones, different regions, uh, and based on the, it's called the, the, the matla. And so when you have different regions, different time zones, uh, it is just logic that you're not going to have all of the people uh, doing Eid on the same date. Do you personally have an issue with global moon sighting as a position that Muslims may follow? That we will not follow the moon sight, but if someone else sees it before us somewhere else, do you see that as a legitimate position? When I'm looking at the world, it is not flat. Okay, And therefore, the elliptical nature of the earth and the way it orbits around the sun, all, all these issues, I think, I do not support global sighting. Yes, indeed, we learn from the people who are specialists in this field. I would ask the people who have more knowledge about this issue if I do not know. 
And uh, as an imam, as a scholar, as somebody who has studied many, many other different sciences in the religion, when it comes to astronomy, we did not study it even as a student. And this I found that by visiting and sitting in the company of people who are specialists in this field, they've explained the criteria based even of what Imam Subki, rahimahullah, his statement, إِذَا ثَبَتَتْ رُؤْيَةُ الْهِلَالِ فِي الْبِلَادِ الشَّرْقِيَّةِ so if that hilal is sighted in any country on our east, then those countries on the west of the first claim the sighting will definitely see it after their sunset, but not the other way around. So therefore, it just goes against the logic for a moon. For example, here we are in the UK, in London, and if after our sunset we did not see that hilal, naturally, we will complete 30 days. But a people in, like in California, they, we are, uh, it's like saying if we are eight hours ahead of them, eight hours later in their country, in their region, they may sight that moon. So it is perfectly normal for the people who are on our west, according to their sightings, they can commence their month. So I think uh, it just doesn't work with global sighting. How are you going to get all of the people to uh, celebrate, you know, it, uh, we are daytime, in other parts of the world it's nighttime. So it's just, it goes against logic, and scientifically it's impossible. Okay, we'll get to science and astronomy shortly, but I want to ask you something I recall I read from the Seerah. If I'm incorrect, I need you to correct me and say, Dili, this is either not true, weak or something. But I recall that a man had come from Asham to Medina, and I believe it was Ramadan, and I believe the Prophet ﷺ asked him, or he said he saw the moon in Asham. So they were told to either celebrate Eid the next day or begin fasting. Have you heard of this story? Yeah, again, if you look at it, it is a hadith of Quraib. And, uh, uh, you know, it is really about the sighting of the moon on Friday and the, and the people commenced it and when they came to Medina. So I, I understand what you are saying, but that again... There, it is saying meaning this is how the Prophet instructed us so for the people in Sham if they had cited it for them is to commence the month and there is no issue with that but he imposed that on the people of Medina as well though no I think we have to check that hadith of Quraib yeah. was it not a case that the man from Asham came he saw the moon or it was, it was again please I need you to, to correct this Sheikh yeah if I, if I recall, a man came from Asham. He was questioned about whether the moon had been sighted. When he confirmed that it was a sighted in Asham during his travels, then Rasulullah instructed the Sahaba in Medina, I'm not sure if it was to begin Eid or fasting, it was one of those two. Does that not give evidence and emphasis to global sighting? Because that's Asham, that was Medina, and what was seen in, Med- what was seen in Asham had an effect on, on Medina as soon as that news came there. So now you are looking at when was it sighted and how long. So, so it, again, it goes against the logic because it is like saying if the people in Sham, we don't ha- there's no instant communication. So how was it possible for them to commence their month in Medina? So <laughs> the journey between Sham and Medina. So I, I don't see where... So what, sh- so what should we extract from the Hadith of Quraib? What should we extract from this? What, what, what is this for us? What do we learn from this then? Yeah, it is saying, We learn that every region has their own sighting. Wherever you are, if the people in Sham had sighted it, and it is only for the people in that locality, in that region, for that news to travel 
instant you know is there impossible no, in that impossible, time impossible no, in that time there's no instant communication so therefore just like how today wherever we are uh if a moon is sighted in another part of the world we need to really understand the 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 matla how you know the region how what are the parameters how uh how far can we go Where, who who puts the borders uh, so i think that is very important to take into consideration because if we are going to right now in our day and age use the knowledge of the declarations and the sightings of a crescent moon like now uh, in california and america if they sighted the moon but it it is already our daytime so how do you accept the sighting of a people on our west when we have commenced the new day already so i think uh, it is just simple it is like saying like the sheikh uthaymin the great scholar himself mentions al hilal takhtalifu mata'ihu bayna ardin wa ukhra fi ramadan wa ghayruhu wal hukm wahidun the hilal the mata'ih it is different in different regions so therefore in ramadan and out of ramadan but the ruling is the same so therefore if we follow this principle and this guideline for declaring our islamic months to know what is our region what is our location how can use if if we don't have uh, the technology and internet how are you going to know what, it's even like, it's like saying how would the people in makkah know what medina how would they declare their month when they would not know even what is happening there in makkah sheikh that i agree with you entirely that argument would stand for over 12 1300 years where there was no instant communication where there was no internet where there was no uh, mechanism to share this news uh, instantaneously but for the best part of 50 to 70 years maybe even 100 we do have the ability to share information instantaneously are you telling me that if the moon was sighted in the west california new york wherever it may be it would be impermissible upon receiving that news for the muslims of asia to follow that what i'm saying if a moon is sighted after our sunset in the uk then it's not going to be acceptable so i think what we have to look at if any sighting is reported according to our local sunset timing and the country that we received the sighting from is on our east and it's also on the 29 days so we share the same it's like saying it's like saying we share the same similar sunset times or we share the similar days uh, otherwise you're going to have a confusion because taking a sighting from a country when it's already our daytime how do you declare the month what guarantee do we have that they will even sight that hilal so i think this issue is for the people in their country who, uh, obviously now if you're looking at the nature of the Sheikh, Sheikh, do this. So bring the mic here while we talk. Yeah, yeah, so bring the mic to you while you talk. Explain to me wh- what's going on here. Yeah, now what you are saying, uh, Brother Dili, you are confusing the confused. I mean, you are... <laughs> confusing the confused, subhanAllah. <laughs> so what's happening here is, here we are sitting here in the UK, subhanAllah. Okay, so that's that. Now, you are saying that if the moon is sighted in this co- on our extreme west... Yeah. So how is it possible for the countries on to accept the sighting because it's already daytime here now. 
It's the next day. The day has started here. So, eight but, but, but why can't they accept the sighting? Why can't they accept the sighting of a trustworthy, <clears throat> believing Muslim who has seen the moon in the west for them to conclude their day in the east and then follow that? Why, why, why is that not possible? If our sunset time is quarter past nine, yeah. for example, yeah. now you are saying quarter past nine and now we're doing our Fajr Salah, we're doing our prayers. Imagine if it is a Ramadan and the next day has started. When are you exactly, how are you going to make a declaration in your local region? Because you're going to tell the people after Maghrib, oh, we have to wait another eight hours before we make a declaration. Because there's no guarantee and certainty that the people in America will cite at Hilal. Because it's all according to the atmospheric conditions. So therefore, it goes against the logic. Yes, if that moon is going to be cited, here we are, any country on our east, then what we find... This is another important uh, principle in astronomy that the Hilal will become older, sunset will be, uh, I mean, the age of the moon will increase and it will be more easily visible to the naked eye. Now, if the moon, for example, in the UK is 14 hours and uh, in America maybe you add another 8 hours, for example, that means they are going to easily see that Hilal. So, uh, I think the main issue is you, you cannot, and it goes against log- logic, to take the sighting of a country on our extreme west because their sunset time is going to be much later, the hilal is going to be bigger, and it's only, uh, and you cannot even make a declaration because if people come to the masjid and they're going to ask you when is Eid, so how are you going to explain and tell them, no, we have to wait for the sighting, and the sighting will only be reported the next day. <laughs> Sheikh, I love you to bits We're very close But I have to ask you something On the one hand On the one hand I feel Or many many who would watch this would think Sheikh Ghani He is fulfilling the sunnah Of sighting the moon With the naked eye This is a clear instruction of And the sunnah of Rasulullah On the other hand You're talking a lot about logic and Science and astronomy And stuff like this On the one hand some would say he is trying to fulfill a prophetic practice to go out, seek the moon. But the argumentation is based on a bid'ah. And that bid'ah being astronomy, the bid'ah being science, the bid'ah being these things. These are new things. When the actual, some would argue, some of your detractors would <coughs> argue, the sunnah, the hukum is the naked eye, right? And the testimony of a Muslim. Not science, not astronomy. Not these uh, angles and, and all these kind of fancy stuff Which has been made available and accessible to us in recent years What would be your response to this? I would say if you think about the hadith of Rasulullah Now imagine you have a hadith in Bukhari and Muslim That we are an ummah that is illiterate That is we don't write, we don't calculate So what does it mean? You, you are taking uh, an understanding of a hadith in the time where there was not uh, the availability of what we have today in our times. When you look at all of the information that is available, whether it is in the night sky or whether you are looking at, you know, the different information that is so easily accessible in any way, in any given location about the moon, the sun, the planet. So I think, imagine, I'm, I'm in South, from South Africa, I have a sky guide, astronomical handbook for Southern Africa. So we have to bear in mind that this is called ilm al-falak, uh, the knowledge of astronomy. And, uh, you know, when, I mean, we attended the, a conference that took place, uh, applications in Islam, 
Education and Environment or it was the second astronomical conference that took place in Abu Dhabi and uh, alhamdulillah we've attended both. Now what we are saying is how is it that we have information uh, uh, I mean this is just to show the 2006 and 2010 what are these uh, these are uh, that I participated in this international astronomical uh, we could even say the second uh, whether it was the astronomical conference anyone from Saudi attend oh yes we have a whole list of people from Saudi Arabia and even the names have been published uh, how many of those who are attendees and uh, quite a large number of uh, were they were they critical of how Ummul Qura does things? Yes indeed I have also people from Saudi Arabia uh, whom uh, attended and I will give you the name also one was the, we had uh, Dr Saleh Hassab he attended he's from one of the senior astronomical uh, astronomers of Saudi Arabia so and uh, the point is QAS Qatif Astronomical Society there were members from that society in Saudi Arabia who also attended and uh, their declarations and their on their web- website is completely contradicts the umul qura dates i mean according to the sightings and the visibility of the crescent moon so your question is how is it possible that we are using this astronomical calculation and data if i just go back and tell you that do you accept that there is something called new moon conjunction time on the 10th of june there was a annular a solar eclipse and everyone witnessed the birth of the moon yes so this is a fact astronomical fact that the new moon every uh, islamic month every year i mean every month the sun the moon and the earth they are aligned they come in one line now when you are having the sun moon and this is the dark invisible moon so what you are witnessing you cannot see a hilal you cannot see a crescent it is invisible it is dark now when, because of the elliptical nature of the uh, the earth and uh, the solar eclipse we knew we, we even announced that when you know when the the the, the kusuf prayer we performed the salatul kusuf eclipse prayer there at the pearly masjid because we all witnessed the birth of the moon of course so now that is an astronomical fact so nobody is challenging it even those who say that we don't look at anything to do with astronomy we all accept that every month the sun moon and earth are aligned and when we think about astronomy we have astronomy in the quran so many verses in the quran almighty allah ta'ala speaks about the moon well qamara qaddarnahu manazila hatta ada kal urjun al qadim so the moon we have given it its phases so now if i say to you that every month the month is 29 days 12 hours 44 minutes 3 seconds every month so you have the, the i mean the now well qamara qaddarnahu so almighty allah ta'ala has kept that the moon has phases mm. so when we think about the visibility maps and you thinking about the phases subhanallah the quran is saying well qamara qaddarnahu manazila that we have made the moon to have these phases until a time comes hatta adak al-urjun al-qadim You know we have the waxing and the waning of the moon so when the moon wanes it comes to the end of the month then it goes into a mahak stage which is it becomes invisible it becomes dark and when the sun and moon and earth are aligned that is new moon time and new moon is accurate to the second so 1 hour 70 if i say to you that the new moon 
was 1 hour 17 minutes on 10th of July that is an astronomical fact but sheikh can i just say something it's important i have to say this okay we all accept that science generally is only in the business of proving what it can see touch sense and measure do we agree on this i i tend to disagree uh, agree with uh, okay yeah so science no so when, so you normally say scientifically this scientifically yeah. that scientifically this so you know when uh, some atheists or non-Muslims will say scientifically it's impossible for there to be a god, etc. What we will say is that science is only in the business of proving that which it can test, touch and sense. So whilst we have what we believe today to be very accurate estimations of the birth of the moon, the age of the moon, the movements of the moon, can it not be the case? that ultimately these are still uh, premises and and that are have been set by men have been set by mankind and so, so the framework can change you you ha- you ha- you you're enjoying the ability to not have all these numbers and durations and age of the moon and all of that what if happens in 5 years time they realize our entire calculation was wrong or the entire framework that we're using was actually wrong this happens in science all the time when Almighty Allah Ta'ala, you see, when you, when you say there are, you cannot prove Quran from science, you can prove science from Quran. So the Quran can never change. We believe in the inimitability of the Quran. Absolutely. We accept that the Quran, when Almighty Allah Ta'ala says, Nobody can challenge astronomy in the Quran. Now it is he who has made the sun to give off that light. So if I put the light on, okay, what happens? This light yeah. is going to shine, is give off. Who Allah has made the sun is giving that light. And well, so the moon is dark. It is the reflection of the rays of the sun that fall on it. So that is why when we look at all of the verses in the Quran, now we gave you Surah Yasin and now we are giving you is it Surah Yunus. We are informing you so that you may know the number of years and hisab and counting. So this is what our scholars in the past do because they needed to know. And, uh, you know, when you look at the heritage of technology in the golden age and you can go back and of see course. the names of all of those, of the astrolabes, the, the observatories. There's, I went to, I was in Uzbekistan, you know, Ulugbeg, mm. uh, the grandson of Tamar. He has his uh, observatory in Uzbekistan. So this point of, I think the main issue is what exactly is a hilal? This is where the confusion is. Yes, alunaka anil ahilla. They are asking you about the hilal. Today's problem is we, the new moon is accurate. The sunset, nobody asks, oh, what time is Maghrib Salah? We go on the timings because we know for certainty that this is sunset time. So we've accepted the timings of the sunset prayer. We've accepted and we know that the sun rises at Precision to the second, accurate. Ah, so you're saying then why would we deny that? So what I'm saying, there are certain factors in astronomy which are accurate to the second. This we, nobody can challenge. To discuss about this issue on moon, the moon was, you first have to come to some uh, common terms, common ground. New moon is accurate to the second. We witnessed the birth of the new moon when there was an eclipse on the 10th of June. It happens every month you have a new moon. You cannot see a hilal on the same date when it is a new moon. It is impossible. This is an astronomical fact. So therefore, 
this is why I am saying that one of the issues that we're going to probably you may want to challenge me on, how is it that we all started the month of Zulqa'dah together except there was an Umm Al-Qura calendar date which did not, they did not adjust it when there was a solar eclipse. So when there is a solar eclipse on the 10th of June, it means automatically the month of Zulqa'dah would have started on 12th of June. No country in globally would have started on 11th of June. So now, the, we'll come back to that. No, no, let's challenge you on that. Oh, oh. So, 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 so why was that the case? Why did we start together, Dulqudah together, and then now it's, now it's changed and altered? Yeah, now this is one of the challenges, and that is why I am also, uh, you know, when we say we are perplexed, we, are, uh, we just can't understand that here is, I mean, from my, uh, uh, this is This was the year 1427. We do know that there are certain uh, details that you will find the sunset. This is produced, and this is from uh, uh, the King Abdul Aziz City of Technology. They have even produced this booklet. So every year you know exactly the sunset, the moonset, all of the timings, where exactly is the hilal. And this is not based on Umm al-Qura. So this is something which we are really surprised because we have the, the Umm al Now you see where the real problem is. Because this is from Saudi, right? This is from Saudi. Okay, are, you, are these guys, is this committee foundation, or are they separate to Umm al-Qura? They are separate from Umm al-Qura, but this is coming from King Abdulaziz City and Technology where they produce this booklet and they give you the different regions where there is Makkah, Medina, Riyadh so, so, so we do know that they have all of the information the technology, that is no doubt about it but this is why we are perplexed and this is why we are confused because this Ummul Qura calendar is based on the criteria that Wujud al-Kamar, the moon must be on the horizon, it is not based on the criteria on sighting of that Hilal visible. so if for example, the moon was born. This is the age of the moon. Maybe it was six hours old. And the moon set after uh, moon set after sunset, maybe five minutes, ten minutes, two minutes. As long as it meets the criteria of moon set after sunset, the Ummul Qura calendar date will show you that the new month has begun. So this is what happened for the month of Zulqa'da in Saudi Arabia. Ummul Qura calendar date is showing you 11th of June. That means when it came to the end of the month of Zulqa'dah to mm-hmm. look for the Hilal for the month of Zulhijjah, yes. they ask the people to look for the Hilal for the month of Zulhijjah on Friday. Friday 9th of July. And that was before even the moon is born. So remember... Coming to common terms. Why do they do that then? Why do you think they do that? Because from the part of Umar Qura, they will turn around and say, they could. I'm not saying they have done or they will. They will say, look, well, we're in a difficult situation here. Whether we like it or not, many parts of the Ummah look to us. Put aside the regime, our practices, our creed, our theology. The point of the matter, the custodians of the two holy mosques are generally and have historically been seen as those who lead the ummah in specific things, one of them being moon sighting, right? They would say that, look, we're in a difficult position here because we need to fix a calendar, right? And so therefore, you know, we may not have the flexibility that the likes of Sheikh Sulaiman Ghani and his friends want us to have. 
Because a calendar needs to be fixed Dates need to be fixed How else do you operate on an Islamic calendar Or any calendar for that matter If certain dates aren't assumed or fixed Do you accept the argument? Because you can do that You can go to the hills of Croydon And look for the moon Right? But you're not it's a, People are not looking towards Sheikh Sulaiman the, the Ummah in their tens and hundreds of millions Aren't looking to you They are looking to Umm al-Qura though So they have that massive task on their hand That so many rely on us To fix an Islamic calendar Is there a maslaha argument here? I think the Umm al-Qura calendar date Is for civil purposes This is for their own country I think the confusion is for the people Outside Saudi Arabia Now that we know it's a, an astronomical fact, if you check with New Crescent Society, if you go to Royal Greenwich Observatory mm. and ask any astronomer going back, even you know the new generation of astronomers, if you ask them this astronomical fact, can you see a moon before it is born? It will not be cited. So by default... So why does Saudi do it? Why does Omar Qura do that then? Yeah, now why do they do that? This is something... You, as an investigative journalist, have to... No, but I think, you know, you may know <laughs> the answer. Do you, do, you, do you not have any inkling as to why they do this? Is it political? Is it not political? Why, why do they do that? Why? I think, for me, for example, if you are asking something and you are saying, why did they do that? I, don't, I, don't, I really don't have an answer. This is very, very... My goal and aim is to establish the Islamic Hijri calendar for the people living in the UK on a date where there is no doubt in it. And this is the reason why we are asking the question here over and over. If on this Saturday, the 12th of July, I mean, uh, I mean Friday was 9th of July, if Saturday 10th of July, that moon was not even visible in Saudi Arabia on the next day, and Morocco, which is on the west of Saudi Arabia, uh, did not sight that same Hilal crescent moon in 278 locations. So this is the issue. How is it possible for them to see it when Morocco didn't see it? For Saudi, no. What so Saudi Arabia? How what they ha- actually happened for this Eid al-Adha? They by default completed 30 days. So if they had to ask, so what has happened? You know, psychologically, you ask the people to look for the moon. People forget about the solar eclipse. So, you, so you're saying that they asked people to look for the moon a day before it was impossibly able to see it. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because I'm saying the month had not even come to an end. They actually asked people to look for the moon when it was 28th of Zulqaeda. So you're not going to see the moon. It's not even born. And we don't know why they do this. And, and, we, and now I'm, I'm perplexed. I can't understand how they could not adjust this day because now it's going to have a ripple. Imp- you know, it's going to have an impact on the month of Muharram and Ashura. Uh, so this is why we're saying Saudi Arabia, they at times do adjust for begin. They ask people to look for the moon beginning of Ramadan, end of Ramadan, and Zulhijjah. But if you don't start your month of Zulkada on the date of sighting visibility, and you say that this is not a month of ibadah, the month of Zulkada, it just goes against. It doesn't make sense because we are saying why don't Saudi Arabia do the same as Morocco? If they were doing it according to the citing the criteria of visibility, I must add this point because one of the confusion is that many a people think that the moon is on our horizon, so the new month begins. The criteria which Saudi Arabia needs to review, for 33 years, since 1984, people in the UK have been following Saudi Arabia. 
And that is why with all of these new, you know, like the data and analysis and the discrepancies and inconsistencies mm-hmm. of the Saudi declaration, impossible sightings. What was the age of the youngest crescent ever sighted? That is the, the issue. Do you know that a crescent has to at least be over, I would say, over 19, 20, 21? Even that is very difficult. because To be seen. To be seen with the naked eye. And I've been there in Saudi Arabia. I went out uh, and I've in Makkah done obse- the, uh, the observations and also uh, I went out to one of the observatories outside Makkah. I actually seen that the sun disappears in the western horizon probably 20, 25 minutes before the actual setting of the sun. And it's so hazy, it's so dark. It's, it's, it's like I cannot even understand that how is that moon well, sun. Well, they do have better telescopes than this. Yes, they have, with the most powerful telescope, it is not possible to sight a crescent moon. You know, there were times it was declared it was only six hours old, eight hours, nine hours, 13 hours. So we are perplexed. How is Saudi Arabia sighting a moon which is 14 hour old? Uh, it just goes against the logic. So, so just, just for now, let's put Saudi aside for now. We'll come back to Saudi in a bit, right? Because I want to get to the bottom of... We'll get to Saudi and Umar al-Quraj, I'm sure, a bit later on in the podcast. Let's talk about global sighting. Is this, according to you, a legitimate Islamic position for the Muslims to follow? That if a Muslim somewhere else in the world sees the moon, we, we believe their testimony to be that of a trustworthy one, and we will complete the fast or break the fast or do it either next, however you want to do it, whatever the month is, is that not a legitimate opinion for, you, for the Muslims to follow? I think when I look at the elliptical nature of the earth, it, is, it, just, it doesn't make sense how you're going to... It is impossible for the whole world to have, like Arafat, on one day... It's In simple terms, you're basically saying if the moon cannot be physically sighted, it's scientifically, astronomically impossible to be sighted in South Africa, Morocco and the UK, why would you follow the testimony of Saudi? Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. I'm saying, now, I did actually attend the Central Hilal Committee. This was in North America. And, uh, you know, they actually produce a calendar with the visibility maps. Uh, and subhanAllah, when I'm looking at this visibility map, you know, the earth is not flat. It's not like the moon, if it's sighted here, then it means, because you can see the elliptical nature. That is why you have this circle, uh, that oval circle. The, or the parabola or the, yeah. you know, the visibility maps. And you will note that, like in this coded colors, Where the green color is, it's, it's say, it is saying that this is easily visible with the naked eye. Now when you look at the age of the moon, and then when you look at the first visibility, you will find that it always begins when it's over 24 hours old. So therefore, if the moon is sighted this part of the world... How do you know that this is beyond reasonable doubt and unequivocally correct? How do you... How? This is based on practical observations. So what has happened, they call it... They, they, it's like saying even if you ignore all of these, this is now just used as a guide because if you take... Royal Greenwich Observatory or take nuke uh, the Crescent Moon Watch, they have different all of these moon sightings. And it matches. They all match. The, okay. So there may be a zone of uncertainty this way in a, in a okay. way it begins. But it's like saying the, a, a different website may say easily visible with the naked eye if it's red colored, like we have in the UK moonsighting.org.uk. Mm. Uh, so what I am trying to say, that opinion if the moon is sighted in any part of the world then you have to head Eid on one date. So I think that goes against lo- logic. 
Keep that map up, Sheikh. So let me ask you something. So if someone keep that map up, Sheikh, please. Yes, let oh, me go to the month of yeah, uh, new crescent visibility. Because I want to, I want to ask you something according to that map that you just shown. Yeah. Okay. So if you look at the green, mm. why has it changed? There's a lot more green in the other map. Why has it changed? Yes. So what it means, <coughs> the next day, yeah, the whole world will be able to see that hilal. So okay. the first visibility. Uh, of the but that hilal. would be too late by then. Are you saying that would be too late for many? No. What the it means simply yeah. that this part of the world will celebrate the the commence the Islamic month a day before the rest of the world. But why can't those outside of the green follow the testimony of those in the green? Because the problem is, if you are living here in the UK and at sunset, for example, now we are in this. Uh, we had looked for the moon for the month of Zulhijjah, and at sunset, say it was about twenty past nine. You cannot wait for another eight hours to pass because before the even if though we have the knowledge that the moon may be visible and sighted here if they have clear atmospheric conditions, but the ruling is You have not sighted it. The next morning you have already read your fajr, and mm. uh, you cannot now after eight hours say, "Oh, the moon was sighted uh, in South America, so now we must change our calendar." You cannot. It goes. It doesn't work like that. The ruling is. What is a hilal? A hilal can only be sighted in your region after the sunset time. And that is why it's so important to understand that this criteria of the visibility, this has only been made possible for us to take benefit from because you know the new moon is accurate to the second. So therefore you can prepare a calendar for the whole year and you can see the next month the moon is not going to be visible in the whole world. Sometimes the moon may set before sunset. Sometimes it's very, very low on the horizon, beyond, we call it like the dungeon limit. It has to have an altitude. If the moon is very low on the horizon, and even though it, miss, it is on your horizon, one of the reasons for the criteria of the visibility of a hilal, and this criteria, I mean, subhanAllah, so, astronomy, so, 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 Akbar, astronomy of the Islamic calendar. Yes. I recommend that you read the book by Muhammad Ilyas. I'm still a student, and what we are saying is that it is still possible for a people uh, to take benefit and learn from those scholars whom are specialists in this field. They have now made it easy for us. Like Imam Subki says, Do not use the astronomical calculation. To go against what's qati. Qati means yeah. conclusive. Conclusive. Unequivocal. Unequivocal, like yes. the like the sunset. The yes, moons. of course, of course. Do not use that. Like yeah. the moon is on our horizon, mm. and even though we may have the visibility, even though we know it can be seen with the naked eye, but we don't use the astronomical calculation to commence the Islamic month. We use it to negate or reject the probable sightings, because you may look into the into the sky and you may see another planet, and you may think that you have sighted the hilal. So that is why we have. <laughs> <laughs> Astronomy to help us to at least reduce the errors in Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know, the, they they normally the claim. I must add this. I must give them the credit. They have this moon sighting observatories, and they have the specialists. In most of in my years of experience, those locations where they have the observatories, if nine of them declare negative sightings, the Confirmation always mainly comes from outside Hauta and Sudair, which is outside the Riyadh. Mm. And when uh, and his name is uh, Sheikh Abdullah Al Khudairi, whom 
according to the people or according to his statement, uh, you may also verify that they say his eyes are more powerful than a telescope. So what we are saying is, Inshallah. it is, you know, when when all of them have declared and according to deciding negative, negative, we are asking and the question is, how is it that the confirmation of deciding comes from only that location, Hauta and Sudair? And this is one of the reasons why there is confusion in the whole world. Have you ever been in Saudi, whether it be for Umrah or Hajj or during Ramadan, and um, uh, not done Eid the same day <coughs> according to your position? Alhamdulillah, we've been and we've been going for Hajj and over the years uh, also I was with Islam Channel and in fact I used to have this uh, discussion and I remember the time when I was live on Q&A and people would call in and uh, and subhanallah one of the questions I still remember this brother Kamaruddin from your calling me and asking me about the moon it was not possible to sight and I was there on Hajj and uh, we did clarify and say that when you are in Saudi Arabia you can only do Hajj in that location in that place mm. and the ruling Islamically is when the Qadi and you have an authority in any country and a declaration is made then you have to follow Al-Hajju kama nas Hajj can only be when the people are performing the Hajj Absolutely But, but that's according to the calendar set by Umul Qura And that even Like for example this year the Hajj, Do you know that this year's Hajj is on a wrong date Arafat is supposed to be on Tuesday And it should be on Wednesday This year's Arafat day is It is impossible for the people of Sudan No but we're with the Ummah we are with the Hujjaj. It yeah. is you who will be doing. Uh, it's you who will be fasting on Eid, Sheikh. No, you will be actually. I'm very sad to say, Brother Dili, you will actually be celebrating Eid when it's really fast of your Ma'arafa. You will actually be sacrificing your animal, <laughs> the blood, and you're a blood brother. Yeah. You will oh be, God, Sheikh took, took me out there. <laughs> you will be shedding blood on the wrong date. So your animal is not going to be Qurbani. Your animal is just going to be an animal that you had sacrificed. We pray that Allah Ta'ala uh, reward you for every hair that is on the animal. Amen. But do you know that <laughs> this year, sadly, the people who are standing on the plains of Arafat, their hajj is valid. I've always maintained that uh, ruling. But what we have to question ourselves is living in the UK, how can we go against the Sharia in the sense that we have the knowledge, we have the uh, the scientific data, we have, I've been going out for over a, t- a decade, every month we do the sighting of the Hilal, so we have practical experience of going out to do the crescent moon, we know that you can have knowledge at any given location whether that Hilal will be visible to the naked eye, this year as I explained to you because it is now current and Eid al-Adha is coming, the Muslims in Pakistan and in India and in Bangladesh and in Southern Africa and in Morocco and in many places, they will be doing Eid al-Adha on a Wednesday. So now you are saying why the people are standing on the plains of Arafat on uh, Monday when, how is it that we are doing Eid on Wednesday? So I'm saying for the people in the UK, we don't have an authority. These Masajid Are you seeking to become that authority? No, we are not active, but, but are you seeking to become that reference point for the Ummah in the UK? I think uh, we have to give credit to, uh, you know, there's an organization which you probably are aware of, and they've done a tremendous great work, and one of them is Wifaqul Ulama. Yeah, of course, we know, uh, Allah uh, blessed our so Shaykh of Wifaqul Ulama. I'm citing the Wifaqul Ulama, the cautious way. Yeah. 
And uh, you know there's a very great scholar that is based in Manchester his name is Sheikh Samiruddin okay is is prepared a Samiri calendar and this has all even all the you know the data and where the first visibility and alhamdulillah so we do have the expertise amongst the ulama and we have uh, moonsighting.org we have new crescent society so what i found if all of these can collaborate and come together and f- and in fact there's also badly moonsighting committee We have found that those who are and have made an attempt and tried to resolve this issue, the unity can only be established if you go back to the prophetic way of sumu li ru'yatihi, commence your fast to the sighting of the hilal. And that is the principle that we follow for every Islamic month, Ramadan, because you are fasting. When it comes to the month of Zulhijjah, when you see that hilal for that person who has an animal to sacrifice, like he should not trim his nails or cut his hair, So we know every Islamic month has the same criteria. But the problem with following Ummul Qura calendar, there was a time we can say it was okay for the people, maybe in 1984, the ulama that got together and they said, we are maybe not receiving the, the information from Morocco in time. So they agreed. But now the 33 years have gone by. And I would say probably if 80% of the day, day, times that the hujjaj or even the dates that are doesn't match the visibility the umul qura calendar had been revised previously three times we are asking one more time also oh, it has been revised three times it has been revised so, three so times. there has been an acknowledgement that there was an error made yes do you know in the past they would look for they would they would claim sightings before the moon is even born now that never happens because they've accepted that there are this you know, the moon can never be sighted before it is born that is why this year when they look for the moon on friday uh, 9th of july it wasn't even born so looking for the moon we knew that they will definitely say there was no sighting so, so they were so, default so, so, so they, they completed 30 days. They, by assumption that it would not be seen so they completed the 30 yes and that is the reason why i mean the, you know the hadith says ashahru uh, hakadha wa hakadha and the month is 29 or 30 days mm. and if it is fine rubbi alaykum and if it is cloudy or uh, you know it, then, com- then complete then the you complete 30, 30 days, days yeah. added for every month like shaaban ramadan so the issue is we are saying that the, the like morocco every islamic month they declare positive or negative but saudi arabia the riyadh authorities they did not make a declaration for the month of zulqa'da they continued with the umul qura calendar date and that is the main reason why they have declared the month of zulhijjah what on do you, a wh- wrong date what 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 do you want umul qura to do what do you I, want them to do In fact, if you there's, we have sent a petition. There was a petition. It is still available on the website moonsighting.org.uk, and the petition was asking for, uh, you know, the presidency or uh, that is to revise the Ummul Qura calendar date from wujudul that is moon on the horizon to a criteria of visibility. If they revise it one more time, then automatically the whole of UK will be united because. You know, at the moment we have local sighting and regional sighting. Mm. New Crescent Society's aim is to unite people on local sighting. Wifaq ulama is still, uh, the criteria is we wait for, we still encourage people to do local sighting, but we are waiting for the reports from Morocco. And it, that is how uh, you wh- have which other countries? In Morocco, South Africa? No, no. According to a new in a research, and this has been analyzed, there's now four years of data that is available of the sightings locally. So regionally, who should UK regionally, follow? Is Morocco first? Only Morocco. Only Morocco. Only Morocco. Not South Africa. Now, we found ulama have included South Africa. 
but there was a time now that we have information that the hilal for the next probably in our lifetime it will only be in the it will not be in the southern hemisphere it will be in the northern hemisphere mm. so that is something we folk ulama have to again uh, look review. into and review but in my opinion for the moment one more year of local sighting data is being collated and it will be presented to the ulama to review and to see can we adopt a local sighting criteria but to follow morocco right now is the best option because we do know that ulama from badly visited uh, the country visited the moon sighting committee and they were given a thorough uh, you know details and actually there were those even brother from new crescent society also brother imad also visited morocco and they seen the process because they have a, a, an excellent process uh, in place they do uh, citing they do reporting they do verification validation and they do the i mean uh, declaration is made after all of those every month 278 locations have uh, reported their sightings and that is very unique and all of the other countries you know when you come to africa like right now like nigeria and cameroon and somalia these countries follow saudi arabia so how can you follow a country that doesn't have a system in place south africa as a country they have a very good system in place and they have did nigeria follow saudi Is it Niger? Niger, I know. Oh, oh Niger, you're talking about Niger. Niger, yes. They okay, but, but, but Nigeria had their own moon sighting recently. Like, like for, I think it was for Ramadan, no? You know, when you look at these countries, generally, uh, we say have any of... Uh, you know, the, the moment you're going to start expanding, the moment you're going to go and you don't... And if they... It's like saying... Was c- the moon sighting in Nigeria for Ramadan, this Ramadan, was it incorrect? N- For this year Ramadan, I think it was Niger or Niger. It was Niger or Nigeria. Niger, yes. it's, one, it's one of those two countries. Yeah, I think Niger claimed their sighting. Were they and, incorrect? Uh, Were they wrong? It was, a, again, it was an impossible sighting. But then why would they say that, Sheikh? Are we calling them liars? What's going on? And that is the reason why we need to have this international conference where we invite a people, the specialists in this field, uh, and to correct these type and that is the reason why we said this is where we can take benefit from these uh, the, the 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 astronomical calculations which are conclusive if you use all of these information like if the if the age of the moon is like very young it's a very young crescent and is not visible to the naked eye and then if the moon is so low on the horizon it has an altitude of maybe 2 degrees If the angular separation of the moon from the sun it is so close to each other there's so much of solar glare you're not going to see it with the naked eye so i think the issue is the confusion that has come is you know many a times in fact uh, you know you, you see venus a bright star and i don't calling them liars they definitely could have seen something else they could have seen venus they could have seen can Mercury. they be for, from a hukum from a hukum point of view can they be forgiven for that You know, Allah is ghafoor rahim Allah forgives. But if the intention is, uh, obviously, if those who are making a declaration and they made a genuine error, but, you know, sometimes... To, uh, re- to, to repeat that error is problematic? You know, that is why you have a system. You have to have a verification. You have to have people. When somebody says, I've cited the moon, you are not uh, questioning a person's uh, iman, his integrity. He could be a person who is very pious, He could be a person who, you know, is frequents the mosque, uh, the masjid, and a man of great piety. But we are not. It's like saying, what did he has? What what has he cited? He's just made a genuine error, and that is why 
when it is rejected it is rejected because it goes against the you know, you know the possibility the imkan of the visibility and the sighting of the crescent so that is what we are saying use this astronomical calculations which are conclusive to negate those sightings which are probable and that is why this year i will be doing my eid al-adha on wednesday and you should be fasting on tuesday if you want your previous sins and coming your sins to be forgiven no possibility of of the month of uh, hajj zulhijjah to commence uh, it's impossible how can you start your month of zulhijjah on saturday what would you say that you would be uh, how would you posit that the oh, sorry on sunday yeah that what you're doing uh, and your peers is actually adding more division I think we are not that, uh, creating because you know you may find an opinion saying that we have to unite you know let's all this follow so the uh, but we are saying how can you unite a people uh, it's like saying you will never be able to unite all of the people on following the Riyadh and Saudi authorities because this is against the sharia Sheikh bin Baz rahimahullah the great scholar the great mufti you know he is this is his statement أنه من قال ينبغي أن يكون المعتبر رؤية المكة to that impact uh, I mean to the nearest uh, statement فلا أصل له whoever says that you should take مكة as your sighting there is no أصل there is no دليل there is no proof so if you want to unite the whole world and, and follow Saudi Arabia and say توحيد الأهلة that in itself is against the حكم of the Sharia because would a Khalifa Would a Khalifa who the Ummah has given bay'ah to, can he impose this on the Ummah? You see, if, we, if we're going back and we say we have, a, you know, we're going back to the, the Khilafah or the Ottoman period of time, and if you have a big region... Yeah, we can... Look, uh, look I appreciate, Sheikh, that historically we can't because communic- we, we don't have what we have now then. Like for the best part of 1400 years, we didn't have... Mechanisms and mediums for the dissemination of news and information instantaneously So I know this is a hypothetical question Because there was no khilafah, no sultanate, no dawla, nothing That could pass that information between such a huge span of land instantaneously So I accept that But I'm talking now, in the modern time If there was a legitimate Islamic authority Because let's make it very clear Many within the ummah do not see Saudi Arabia Uh, forget about an Islamic authority There's even questions about Under MBS So outwardly even being Islamic That's another question We're talking about The fact that they happen to be those Who are ruling over the two holy mosques So whether we like them or not Whether we agree with them or not They are the custodians of the two holy mosques If there was a legitimate Islamic polity or authority Which the Ummah has given bay'ah to Or a large amount of the Muslims Of that particular region Have given bay'ah to that Khalifa Can he impose A particular sighting On the whole of the Ummah Would we have to listen and obey to him I mean at the end of it The, the Sunnah is Allahumma ahillahu alayna bil yumni wal imani Wal salamat wal islami hilal Rushdin wa khairin rabbi wa rabbukallah If this is a dua that you should read When citing that hilal If we go back into the time of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and uh, you know where, where was these places and these countries, uh, you know even Indonesia and all where Islam how it had spread. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there is no evidence in the Sharia that even if you have a Khilafah, that everyone has to do it on the right date. The Khilaf, the can khalifa, the Khalifa impose it on his people? The, if you, if you can he make it binding on the Ummah? I don't think uh, it, it it is logically can happen because. 
the khalif normally would say that kulli baladin ru'ya every region should do their own sighting so if you are in that community and this is how you are in that community in that area uh, this is how you do your sighting there is no i think the confusion is if we think uh, i mean the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam i think this is very important Eid al-Adha and Eid al-Fitr was only was made obligatory in the second year after Hijrah. Of course. The Prophet ﷺ performed Hajj in the tenth year after Hijrah. Yes. So eight years gone by. Imagine when Medina, Qurbani, animal was sacrificed. They did not even send a camel or send somebody to find out what is Makkah doing. There is no evidence. So it's like saying, I would say that even the, the Khalif, if he was following the Hukum, he will be looking at your okay. region your country okay. and you will be saying that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam celebrated eid al-adha in medina from the second year after hijra and every year animal was sacrificed so there's no connection with the hajj okay so because there's no connection because in the ninth year after hijra it was made obligatory the hajj itself and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he performed one hajj and it was on the ninth of zulhijjah allah ta'ala revealed the verse of the holy quran اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم today I have completed the deen for you وأتممت عليكم نعمتي I have completed my favor upon you ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا and I have chosen Islam as a religion for you so when it comes to matters of أحكام and ruling like عبادة and worshiping Allah like our salawat إن الصلاة كان على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا like our how do we commence the beginning of our fast similarly in the number of months with Allah in the book of Allah is the 12 months so now we have Almighty Allah Ta'ala says there are four months which are sacred now we are in the month the month of Zul Qa'da, Zul Hijjah, Muharram these are sacred months mm. and the month of Rajab so the, I think the ruling is the question right now we are facing is I find that people generally when I explain to them they are saying But the Hujjaj are standing on the plains of Arafat and after Arafat is Eid. This is, this is where the confusion is. We have to look at the real issue is how did the Riyadh authorities declare the beginning of the month of Zulhijjah. So in my, for me, it is a, it's a very clearly it is a wrong date, firstly. But the Hajj is valid. And the burden of the Hujjaj, those 60,000 Hujjaj who may be performing Hajj this year, Their hajj will be valid. Allah will accept. Inshallah, may Allah uh, accept it from them. I mean. But my question is, the imams and the committee members and the chairmen and the secretaries and those who are responsible for managing their masajid, they need to seriously consider. For me, I'm in Pali and I've made it uh, clear to my management and they are very supportive. They gave me time to educate the community. We went out to do practical observation And I proved and I showed. And we had many uh, programs at the uh, Royal Greenwich Observatory. And I think because of the education that we had given to our community, Pali Masjid, small masjid, is, was, uh, have made it official to do Eid al-Adha on Wednesday, the 21st of July. So therefore, the declaration of the month, I think what it really needs is uh, locally, can all of the masajid come together And do it on a day where there is no doubt in it. That's what we are saying. This, the, that is what the Sunnah is. Okay, let me, okay, okay. Let's 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 wrap up this uh, this this topic. But I want to posit something to you. Eid al-Fitr Ramadan. Okay, you can let it pass 
that Muslims are doing it on different days. But surely the fact when it comes to Eid al-Adha, surely that one we can, just for the sake of the hujjaj, the fact that there is something we can unite upon. We can unite upon the fact that the hujjaj are going to be on the plains of Arafah. That's something that there's a that is more of a case for unity than what you're what you're positing. You're positing all the masajid of various theological madhab backgrounds, even everyone to come together. When it's just easy to just say the hujjaj in the plains of Arafah, Khalas done. That is easier to unify than surely what you're proposing. You know what's happening. If I ask you, why are the Muslims in Bangladesh and Pakistan and India and Morocco and, uh, yeah. uh, and many other places uh, in South Africa and countries in uh, Southern Africa, why are they doing Eid al-Adha on Wednesday? So I don't think it's... Uh, this is the whole confusion. But this can't be just... How like can you unite people on a date which is... I don't even want to say doubtful. This is a clear error. It is a genuine mistake. But it you've, is wrong date. you've mentioned countries. That's fine. About 10 to 14 I can mention to you Similar number of countries If not more That don't follow That will do it on Tuesday Yeah And this is the criteria They follow Saudi Arabia Because they said Hajj is where The Hajjaj are Does that position Have Islamic legitimacy? Now imagine we Because these these decisions Are being made by Mashaikh By ulama By people of knowledge so are we going to now say those countries that are choosing to follow Saudi or choosing to follow the chronology of the Hujjaj are now wrong? They must have some Islamic legitimacy for the position they're following, surely, Sheikh. Eid al-Adha can only be on the tent of Zul-Hijjah in the country that you're living in. So for example, if the Muslims in Morocco are doing Eid al-Adha on Wednesday, the Hujjaj, they are on the plains of Arafah on Monday and then they are... And Hujjaj don't even do What about Eid. Turkey who will do it on Tuesday? And Hujjaj don't even have Eid. Turkey, again, they follow strictly calculation. But, so, the, but it's likely they will probably do it Tuesday. Yes, yes. So we know about... Uh, so, so I think the whole issue is how can we unite a people to commence every Islamic month? There should be consistency, not only for the month of Ramadan and end of Ramadan and then... You start Zilqa'da on the wrong date and then you look for the moon on the uh, 28th. The month has not even ended. And then automatically, people in the UK are following blindly the Saudi Arabia. When uh, this is not a problem of... They're following the their Imam Sheikh. They're following their Sheikh. Yeah. Fo- they themselves are not blindly following Saudi. They're going to blindly follow who their Imam is or their local mosque is. And if their local mosque happens to follow Umm al-Qura, then they will do it as such. Yeah, but that is why we're having this uh, education program because as a blood brother, we're asking you to seriously reconsider your position. No, no, Roshan's considered your position. He follows your position. <laughs> so we want you to follow the uh, the cautious way. Do you want your animal to be sacrificed on a date when you know for certain? I'm not even saying, you know, I'm saying leave that which is doubtful to that which there is no doubt in it. I am saying with certainty the month of Zulhijjah can only commence on Monday, the 12th of July. How is it that Saudi Arabia commenced the month of Zulhijjah on Sunday? Because ah. by default, they, com- they looked for the moon on the wrong date. They completed it, uh, you know, 30 days. And that is why those countries who are following Saudi Arabia, f- and they said after Arafat is only happening. I'm saying Hajj, Eid adha has no connection. Because Prophet ﷺ started doing Eid adha in the second year after Hijrah. Hajj was made further than in 90 after Hijrah. Prophet ﷺ performed Hajj on the 10th year after Hijrah. So where is the connection? 
whatever the hujjaj are doing people are emotionally con- connected to what they see on the screen i'm telling you that i believe i along with i along with many other muslims we believe the testimony of a trustworthy believer whether they're in saudi nigeria niger somalia wherever they are we believe their testimonies they've seen the moon so are you humiliating the people who are the specialists the ulama al falak no i'm saying are you questioning no, the people no, no, who are in the royal greenwich observatory not absolutely no but what i'm saying is <laughs> what i'm saying is, but it, the argument can be two way though sheikh they can also say it's to either, you it's either my way or the highway i'm sorry That can't be the case. Oh, all right, sorry. You've mentioned 14 countries. I've accepted them. Morocco, South Africa. You mentioned many countries. And I agree. They will do it on Wednesday. My own, my own family in Bangladesh will do it. Alhamdulillah. Yeah? So you make sure you sacrifice your animal <laughs> on Wednesday. Because <laughs> animal sacrifice over three days. 10th, 11th, and 12th was Al-Hijjah. Oh, so, so you said just be on the safe side. Just do it all three days. For the safe side, don't sacrifice your animal on Tuesday. Uh. Do it either the tu- Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Because then you are safe. Otherwise, I am afraid that even it's wajib for the animal to be sacrificed on the tent of Zulhijjah. So here we are speaking about, okay, now we're going to come to the end of the month of Zulhijjah. Now you're going to ask when is Muharram, Ashura. How do you going to comment? You're going to go back to the Umul Qura calendar date. Umul Qura calendar date is not based on sighting and visibility. The month of Zulqa'da started on the wrong date, solar eclipse. Remember, mm-hmm. you can never see a, a hilal on the same day there is a solar eclipse. Mm. And everybody witnessed the birth of the moon. You must have loved it when that solar eclipse happened, didn't you? For years. Yes, we done Salatul Qusuf prayer. No, but besides that, you must. No, but but you must have. You must have loved it in the sense that this, according to you, reaffirmed what you've been saying for some time. Yes, I was. In one way, I was saying, let's see what Saudi Arabia are they going to adjust their calendar, Umul Qura calendar? And I was shocked and I was gobsmacked when they didn't adjust it. And then I am saying, those who are challenging and those who are supporting the Saudi, how can you question them? Are you saying they are lying and they're saying uh, normal question? This is a clear proof. I am saying they are actually uh, undermining this knowledge of ilm al-falak and astronomy. And I think this is what, you know, there's one great scholar, his name is Dr. Afifi. I like what he, what he was promoting, bring about a harmony between moon sighting and moon fighting. No, I mean astronomy. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> moon sighting and moon fighting, yeah. <laughs> so, so you look at the astronomical calculations and use all of this knowledge and ilm. And uh, subhanallah, we are an ummah. It doesn't mean we have to stay illiterate. We have, to, we have seen how ummah has the knowledge increases. So we have to use whatever we can because we're not an ummah that just remains ignorant. We have to take benefit and create a harmony between moon sighting and astronomy. And once you bring these two together, I think then we'll be moving forward. Is it fair to insinuate that those who do not who follow Umm Al-Qura or who will be doing Eid on Tuesday are associated with illiteracy. What Is I'm saying, I'm saying they are following blindly because I just... I, but, I, but, but, but they would argue that you have introduced a bid'ah into the religion. You, you've you introduced a bid'ah into the sunnah. How can you say we introduced... You, 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 you've, gone against the, you've gone against the human testimony of a believer and, I, and I've chosen astronomy and science. Yeah, I mean, we have so much info. Al-Hisabat, Al-Falaqiyya, wa Isbat, Shahr. I mean, this is a... I, I mean, the point is, there are so much of wealth of information that is available. Uh, using all Wadul Ahilla, you, you already know exactly where the Hilal is. You know this is... This is an ilm and knowledge. So all we are saying, when we have that knowledge for certainty that the month of Zulhijjah has not started, and now we are doing our Eid al-Adha, on the date because we are following the Riyadh authorities, I think this is what we are saying. 
can we unite on a criteria where there is no doubt in it? Yes, you were right when you said if Saudi Arabia do revise the calendar, the Ummul Qura calendar one more time from Wujud Al-Qamar to Imkan Ru'ya. That, that means on not, the horizon to? To do the visibility of the crescent. Okay. Because right now it's based on the, is it on the horizon? Yes, now is if the moon sets after sunset, is a Gharub Al-Hilal by the Gharub Al-Shams, if the moon sets after sunset, even for one minute, the Ummul Qura calendar date will automatically show you the next month has begun, like what happened for the month of uh, Zul Qaeda. Uh, they commenced it, even though there was a solar eclipse, even though it was not possible to sight with the naked eye, the Umul Qura calendar, they did, not, they did not change it. Now they look for the moon on the wrong date, before it's even born. By default, they completed 30 days. Even on the date of the actual sighting, it was not, po- it was not sighted in the whole of UK, not even Morocco. It was only sighted Eight hours later in South America, so that's perfectly fine for the people in, in North America, wherever in California, wherever they cited it, to do their Eid on Tuesday. rest of the world should have been united on Wednesday, 21st of July. So, Brother Dilly, you need to seriously reconsider your position and join the, uh, the New Crescent Society. And inshallah, slowly but surely, you will, by the grace and mercy of Allah, be working towards uniting the ummah on the right dates. Let me ask you, before before we bring the podcast to a close, we've got two more things we need to talk about. Mm. We have mutual friends, mutual people of knowledge who are very close to us, okay. um, people who come from different theological backgrounds, madhabi backgrounds, even political backgrounds. We have people of knowledge, both of us, me and you, have similar, we have same friends who will be doing a Eid on Tuesday. They are sheikh, they are ulama, they are alims, they are murabbis. What, what kind of conversations are you having with them? You know, we had many debates. I had, uh, in fact, uh, Sheikh Haytham, we had a debate with oh, him. I didn't want to mention Sheikh Haytham, uh, but since you oh. mentioned him. <laughs> but go on. So what kind of conversation would you have with Sheikh Haytham about We had this? a debate on Islam Channel many, many years ago. And uh, this is what I cannot even fathom. I just cannot understand. Even uh, Sheikh Haytham, he promotes the, the, the using the, the calculations and the data for the prayer times. Uh, oh, but, but when it comes to when it comes to the moon sighting, it's like saying no. We have to follow. Uh, you know, the Sharia says you should just follow al Hajj kama nas whatever. You know, go with the majority. Mm. This is where the confusion is because uh, it has to be the same. Because if you are applying astronomical calculation, you know, the eighteen degrees. But to go with the majority has a Sharia premise, surely, Sheikh. You, you can't write that off and say that has no premise. But. So when Sheikh Haytham says to go with the, with the majority, there is a premise for that. No, this is what we have to change. If Sheikh Haytham, for example, says... By the way, Sheikh Haytham is just one example because he's very close to me and Sheikh oh. Ghani. They just want the viewers and listeners to know that. Yeah, The only reason we view Sheikh Haytham is because he's dear to both of us. In fact, there are many did, others. In fact, he did arrange for us to have a conversation with uh, Abdullah Khudairi uh, okay. uh, on... Uh, it was a Zoom yeah. uh, talk and uh, Sheikh Sajid. And okay. uh, we asked the very same burning question to Sheikh Abdullah Al-Khudairi. Uh, this was before, I mean, you know, for the Ramadan. Yeah. And uh, this is where I think the only good outcome was, was that we will be invited to join uh, the moon sighters there outside the Riyadh in Houthi and Sudair. Mm-hmm. I only hope it was for this occasion. And uh, let's just hope that you come back safely as well, inshallah. 
Oh yes, inshallah, Allah protect us. I mean, I mean, because any visits to any embassies or anything like this has to be with great caution, of course. Subhanallah. Jazakallah khairan for that warning. Yeah. But we pray and make dua that Allah Ta'ala make it possible. Inshallah. Yeah. I mean, Amen. this is what we have been challenging. With due respect, there are opinions of going with the majority and many of the scholars are just following. For me, personally, I feel they need to rise to the challenge and need to work towards a... U- I mean, if you're having... Women people, like you know, the New Crescent Society, there are over 2,000 that have uh, got some training and now they're doing sighting. In diff- Do you know that there are about 50 locations in the whole of UK? The numbers are increasing, and now there is a, there's a system that's proceeding in place because we have found that if the moon is not sighted in one part of the UK, there are different regions, like the moon could be sighted in Cornwall, like previously it was sighted, you know, like. Uh, yeah. Maybe in one part of the UK. In the south. So, so I think, uh, yes, uh, what it really needs is for the ulama now to take a lead. In my personal opinion, because in, uh, most of the a'imma, even though when you have a private conversation with them, they're fully aware of the discrepancies and the inconsistencies and the inaccuracies of the Saudi dating system. But it seems like here in the UK, we have ulama who have made it a criteria that they will continue following Saudi Arabia no matter what. Okay, so 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 I must say this. I, I must say this. Uh, last Eid al-Fitr, the one that's just passed, I would say from my living memory was the first time where there was quite an increasing number of Muslims who didn't follow Umar Qur'an. Traditionally speaking, this is just a generalization, generally speaking, this is how it works in the UK. Those who follow Saudi... And then those Pakistanis who come from a Barelvi background, they may follow Pakistan or do it on a different day or follow Morocco. Traditionally speaking, that's how it's been for many years. Last Eid al-Fitr, I noticed some masajid of the Dioband inclination, some mashayikh of that inclination were now no longer following. So this is something I have never ever seen before. Because generally speaking, most masajid or madaris of the Dioband inclination will come from that background, they will follow Saudi. Yeah, but the first time last Eid al-Fitr, I saw this change. So how big this change is questionable, but there is a change happening. I must say it would be unfair and unjust for me mm. to say that there is no change happening. There is definitely a change happening. Um, but only one point I want to add. I know, Alhamdulillah, more and more and people are aware and educated and understand the real issue. But then uh, suddenly you have uh, one Eid in the open, one Eid in the park, and uh, people. Uh, I, what I feel is people are looking at numbers. If you, you know, there was a time West London Forum where they were united. I think it was around the year two thousand and six. They made a change. I have even the documents where the Imam and the Secretary and you know the committee member that signed and agreed that this is the criteria we're going to follow. Uh, whatever the criteria, I mean, it was the nineteen eighty four criteria. But as soon as the declaration was made, in so this was for Eid al Adha. Those masajid that even signed, they went back. They turned. They back. went. They turned back, uh, and they still went to follow Saudi. And uh, there was his brother. He started his uh, Eid one Eid in the park, and most of the Muslims started going towards, uh, you know, going into the uh, into the park and doing their Eid there because some of the masajid that continued. Then the following year came. We found they went back uh, to following Saudi Arabia because this is the challenge. Because if the Muslim, I mean, we have to revive this great sunnah, we want to do an Eid in a park. But my question is, if you are promoting unity and getting a large gathering of people coming out in the open, You're on saying. a day that is incorrect, 
then I'm saying, what is the purpose? You are defeating the purpose of reviving a, such a great sunnah, but you revive it. It's like saying, will you break your fast mm. 10 minutes before sunset? If the sunset, and you know the show that 20 past 9 is sunset, so and my, you say, so, let, so, me, so, let me break my fast 10 past 9, uh, will you do it? Mm. So this is what I'm saying. Will you celebrate Eid al-Adha on a date where I'm not even saying this is doubtful. I'm saying I'm, I'm 100% convinced and certain that this year's Hajj Eid al-Adha, the Hajj is valid. I must very, uh, again say definitely the Hujjaj, there's no issue with them. They have an authority. Mm. But here in the UK, I'm questioning uh, all those people who, have, who are the owners of the butchers and the people who are running the masajid. I said, are you happy for the people to do the Eid on a date which is f- incorrect, a wrong date? So who's going to be responsible? The people's... But the Ummah are safe from this. The Ummah are safe. The, the, Ummah, are are safe. the Ummah are safe from this. Yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. But the people who make decisions, they are they're in big problem. They'll be in there. Yeah, of course, of course, so of course. But, okay, one, one, one very last question I want to ask you. Actually, not two last questions. Let's move Umm Al-Qura out of the way. Let's move Saudi out of the way. We have had reports of moon sighting, which you would say would be scientifically, astronomically impossible and so forth, from some parts of Africa. Yeah? I followed Somalia last Ramadan. SubhanAllah. So but I heard that there was a group of believers. I saw the moon in Somalia. I broke my fast. I did it. I think this is where the, the challenge is. If you're going to follow Somalia tomorrow, somebody... No, I'm thinking I'm going to follow any Muslim that, that believe a group of Muslims whose testimony the, has been tested and they said they said then it. In mo- then it seems that most likely in most of the time you're going to do Eid on a wrong date because, we, because you are ignoring... Finish me off there, <laughs> Because you are ignoring that which is... Like take New Crescent Society, take, take for example... By the way, my wife's uncle is a brother called Imad. You know Imad? Imad, is he... It's my, my wife's uncle. Subhanallah. So he is the founder of the New Crescent Society. Okay. And uh, so should he have been here? I think he's in Bangladesh at the moment. So okay. we leave him to recover from his uh, corona. Okay. May Allah grant him shifa. Inshallah. Inshallah. Amin. Inshallah. Amin. May Allah grant shifa. But inshallah, after he returns, you need to get him here. And I think, mashallah, uh, it's quite interesting because he's uh, taken this effort at a different level. He came and he joined me at uh, my location where I do the sighting of the Hilal in South London, in Pollard's Hill, in Norbury. Mm. And then he took uh, this thing on. It came on one of the, I think, was it uh, Moon issue on one of the channel, channel, I think it was channel, I can't remember, one of the channels. Uh, so they done a documentary on, you know, the Crescent. Yeah. So Alhamdulillah, uh, I think the effort of local sighting, and I think his work is exemplary because he's made, he's actually been in touch in most of these masajid that do follow Saudi. And it seems that they have informed him that if he unites everyone on local sighting, then they will move away. Then, you know, people who are following Morocco will not have to follow Morocco. People who are following Saudi will not have to follow Saudi. And but the unity can be achieved strictly only on local sighting. And I think that is really good. Okay, but, th- but those mosques who are hardcore Salafi and receive Saudi funding, they will never move away from this. It will be, dif- be very difficult to move them away from and that. And that's what we have learned. And Imad also has understood that he is finding very difficult for those even after having conversations and giving a clarification and verification, yet calendars have been prepared. Uh, you know, you have Central Moon Sighting Committee, they're sending out a calendar and said, according to the Saudi dates. They actually openly declared that we will follow Saudi. Uh, so it just doesn't make sense. So how is it that when you have ulama, even if they are background from Pakistan, and they know in Pakistan Eid is on Wednesday, and they're not following Saudi Arabia, and here in the UK... There is a great effort in striving to achieve a unity on local sighting 
and regional sighting for now. Uh, can't we unite and come together on celebrating Eid al-Adha where also we don't undermine the knowledge and ilm of the people who are the specialists. I'm not a specialist. I'm just uh, know the basics of moon sighting. But there are people in, in uh, I mean, even if you take Greenwich Observatory, they will actually openly, uh, you know, there was a presentation that was conducted, Imad arranged uh, a big conference, I think it was in two, uh, two years ago, and it was openly by the astronomer, non-Muslim, saying uh, the incorrect date of the Saudi declaration. Now imagine, this is not something that is hidden, this is, it is something that is known for the people who have deep understanding and knowledge about the science. So I think what we need to do is, you know, can we have another conference, unite all of the, Can we unite? If we cannot even get ulama united on this issue, and that is why the public and the community and the people, they are blaming the scholars that we ulama are not united. Uh, so I think it's a challenge. It is an uphill struggle. But we have to do what we have to do. Can we at least, for the sake of our viewers and listeners, conclude on the following? Throughout this entire discussion, not once have you said that the hujaj are wrong. Yes, the hujaj are, no. The hujaj are hajj is valid. Yeah, the yes. hajj is valid, inshallah. Um, that the general ummah, the awam, who have no knowledge of this science, of the text, the nusus in its correct language and so forth, they don't have accessible to that knowledge. That if they follow their local masjid or their local imam or their local sheikh, that insha'Allah, that they will not be sinful for this. The public, yes, they would not be sinful, no. And thirdly, we have agreed that Eid is on. I mean, uh, it's a on Wednesday. Okay. The third, but but thirdly, we have we have agreed. Thirdly, well, another thing I want you to clarify is that. I forgot the third thing that we were going to agree on. I just wanted to clarify that we are not saying that the hujaj are wrong. Yes. We are not saying that the ummah, the general awam, for following the local mosque, local imam, they are not wrong, if, even if they do it on what you believe to be the wrong day. Uh, yes, and we said we, we should question the Saudi authorities, question the Saudi or authorities. even ask them to revise to and review revise. Their, okay. their criteria, the ummul okay. calendar. If they revise it one more time, yeah. you can prepare a hijri calendar And uh, this calendar can be prepared on a criteria that matches visibility. Mm. So this is uh, simple. This criteria can be followed anyway. Does you that know, mean, Sheikh, does that mean... What are the points of... Uh, because the, the Hilal... There will never be one fixed Islamic calendar then. Is that yes, correct? Yes, so every... Every region... Every region can have their have own calendar. But the calendar can be prepared on a visibility. So Ummul Qura calendar is... N- the criteria is not on visibility. Criteria is on... Moon set after sunset. Yeah, as long as the moon is born, and that is why this year was a great, great shock. Never, uh, you know, I mean, this is one of the biggest major mistakes and flaws in the Saudi dating system. Mm. Asking and sending out a, you know, whether it's from Saudi press agency, asking the people to go and look for the moon when it's not even born. Mm. So that is a clear proof that uh, they, uh, you know, this is only the this for this year. I'm saying, uh, but it's happening. It's happened over. Over the years, I've been there on Hajj many a times. We've done Hajj on dates which was not possible, but we continued. We knew the Hajj is uh, valid because it's like saying if I'm the Imam of a masjid, then I'm responsible if I have the knowledge about it and I'm not uh, working and making effort to educate the the committee and those who are in the trustees who are running the masjid. 
then the burden on all of the people will be on those who make the declaration and if a person in the community and is a musalli and he has knowledge about it and if there are two masajid in that location then i highly recommend for him to go to a masjid where there is no doubt in it so he can choose like your animal sacrifice qurbani nobody is going to ask you oh, when did you sacrifice your animal you know that qurbani can only be 10th of zulhijjah 21st of july so why do you want to spoil your qurbani it's like somebody goes for hajj and if he uh he, you know he doesn't go to that location at that given time uh and or he, he left out a pillar of the pillar of hajj hajj is invalid even though he spent so much even though he made that effort even though he made so much sacrifice similarly when it comes to matters of ibadah it's not a you know you don't uh, this is where you don't unite a people on something that is clearly wrong you unite a people on something where there is no doubt in it and that is the opinion that we are trying and working and striving to achieve the cautious way so may allah ta'ala make it easy for all of us inshallah i mean uh, to unite and to come together on a date eid al-adha on wednesday 21st of july brothers and sisters uh, friends um it's important that for those of you at least who don't have the relevant uh, knowledge access that what the sheikh said is very important now throughout this entire conversation whether you're doing Eid on Tuesday or Wednesday no one is saying that the hujjaj are wrong and that inshallah ta'ala their hajj is accepted number two those of you who fall into the category of lay people of awam of being the general ummah who don't have access to this knowledge and so forth and that you rely entirely or mostly on your religion in making taklid or following uh, a scholar or a sheikh or your local imam or masjid that if you follow them that inshallah ta'ala that this sin or this mistake may not be on your neck and thirdly what me and Sheikh Ghani have agreed on that we must collectively as an ummah uh, question the Ummah Qura calendar and, 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 and have that conversation because there is nothing that says in our religion where we cannot question authority we listen and obey but there is a premise to question as well so I think this was very important uh, for us to at least agree upon Sheikh it was an absolute honour having you on <laughs> May Allah bless you Your family Your work I mean And uh, generally speaking What we tend to have Is that me and you Would have an arm wrestle oh. Or I would offer you Some pan and supari <laughs> Or I would make you Eat naga Because our table is full I have no pan and supari I'm a naga is shortage I uh, think this conversation Has been spicy enough And I don't have enough muscles Oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> Because arm wrestle The advantage is the one Who has the long arms oh. Not the muscle <laughs> right. Yeah yeah So mashallah Sheikh It was great having you on Jazakallah khairan and as always you are a real blood brother. Okay. Barakallah <laughs> fiqh. Brothers and sisters, subscribe to the Five Pillars YouTube channel. You can find this podcast on all the mainstream uh, major podcast platforms. Subscribe, like, comment and most importantly, share this video. And until next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Blood Brothers Podcast, Five Pillars Production.